Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Any business that sells one to many is at some point going to debate whether this strategy is worth their time and energy in their business. We certainly have debated it over the years. (laughs) Oh, for sure. On a bunch of different products. And I think sometimes it made sense and sometimes it didn't. And so I want to talk a little bit today about why we decided to roll out an affiliate program and some of the logistics behind setting it up. Because I do think there's some mystery to how do you even run one and what what kind of software is out there and how would that work for you and your business? So I want to demystify some of that, but also want to talk about when it didn't make sense in the past, because I think that's important that we note that it's not always a good idea. Because as listeners, you might have even been the person who has asked over the years if you could be an affiliate for some of our programs or one program in particular, our most requested can I be an affiliate for Trello for Business? And for myself, I can say, I didn't expect that that program would turn into something that people would want to be an affiliate for. I think I just didn't even, like it didn't cross my mind. It's not like I didn't think they wouldn't, but it just wasn't a conversation. I was like, oh, this could be a possibility. So I think early on in making that program, we didn't even like plan for that. And so once the questions started coming up, you and I realize, oh, we need to sit and really think, is this a yes or is this a no? Right. And I, I think in terms of why we ultimately decided a no was a couple of different factors. You need to think through what does it take internally to run an affiliate program in terms of customer service? Because while the idea is that it grows your profit and grows your revenue, if you don't have the right systems in place, you can take off, take on way more than you can chew, I think. And so for us, I think at the time, a lot of it was like, I don't know if we could handle the volume in which people are requesting this type of thing. And then we had to think about, okay, 
cost to run it versus return. And if you know much about Trello for Business, it's only a $29 product. And there's no reoccurring anything related to it. And so the thought is, okay, if you set up an affiliate program, well, how much would someone even be willing to talk about it for? Like, are you going to have to give them 50%? Are you going to have to give them 75%? What percent of the sale are you going to have to reward them for? And say it's even 50%. The average affiliate may make one or two sales in their lifetime as an affiliate. And, you know, there's definitely people that rise above and you know, if they take something really seriously, I've seen people make affiliate income their primary source of income in their business. So not to say that that can happen. People who do that. But that's not the average person. And so tracking people down to pay them $10, $15 was like, mm, nah. nah. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, this was back in 2017 that this conversation started happening. And so at that point, we probably had maybe a, a handful of team members. We were starting to expand. That's when we launched the podcast. So we grew a little bit that year, but it was still really slim. And we were focusing on a lot of different areas. So I think that these conversations, whether it's affiliate or not, I think that oftentimes we let our audience, our customers, our students, our clients, whatever, guide maybe a little bit too much about what we offer and what we're able to put out without honestly thinking of the ramifications of straight up time and cost. Like that's it. If you're only thinking about that, an affiliate program is is not the quickest or cheapest thing to offer and to maintain. Right. I think there's some like illusion that it's only going to bring you in more revenue, but it, it can cost quite a bit to run on top of you know, you're the cost of like giving all the money away that they're earning. But, you know, that's just something to consider. So for me, it only makes sense to me and you, you guys can make your own choices around here, but either a higher price ticket item, giving you a large portion of that, maybe 50%, whatever, and we're doing a webinar and we're doing like a sales process together. Like I can see that, you know, on our $2,000 program, it wouldn't have alarmed me to go about that and like come into someone else's audience and do kind of like a one-time affiliate thing where we're, this is what it looks like to be a part of this program. But I think unless you have either a high ticket or a reoccurring revenue model, the tracking people down is probably not worth it. I'm not saying it couldn't work, but... Well, and I think that's that's just the first tier. I, I love how this episode is like all of a sudden turned into, you guys should never have an affiliate. Um, <laughs> but we, as we're announcing ours, um, I think that that's the first tier of what you should, you should bring down. You either have a high ticket thing or you have a reoccurring. I think the second most important question is, know thy audience. Who's buying the thing that you're selling and what is their audience? Yes. Because, so let's just take, for example, in this industry, right? I think one of the most well-known affiliate programs out there is for B-School, right? So Marie Forleo's B-School, and I, spoiler alert, she's not using affiliates anymore. That's a new launch plan strategy for this year, FYI. Um, for many years, that, that worked for her because 
people who were taking her program were starting their own businesses who were then helping other businesses. Like there was a good enough audience of coaches, consultants, strategists, whatever, who were then teaching something. So it could make sense for their audience to also enroll in B-School. Will your audience have an audience that it makes sense for those people to buy your thing? Yeah, I, I think most of the time, affiliate program, I'm not saying there's exceptions to the rule. There's absolutely always exceptions to the rule. But I think B2B tends to be the most likely. Yep. Like you have to be B2B and then they have to be B2B. Yes. Does that yes. make sense? Yeah. Um, but if they're, if you're switching from B2B to B2C, usually there's like a huge disconnect. Like for instance, you know, Emily is running this earring business. She is making products. She is, you know, selling them to the average consumer. Could she talk about a product or service she uses to run her business and sell it to other people who do what she does? Yeah, but like that's not that's her primary audience. audience. Right. It, right. It'd be more like referring a friend, which right. is why I do think and this is an important differentiation, I do think there's a large difference between an affiliate program and a referral program. Well, and I feel like there's an episode coming where I want to talk about that because I just set one up. So that's a different episode. (laughs) But I will just like say, just as a for instance, so you're like, wait, what are you talking about? A, if you haven't got, if you're a service-based business and you find that the majority of your business is coming from services. I recommend that you listen to some of our previous episodes where we're talking about creating a referral engine and all that, because that is totally different than affiliate programs. But I think a good example of someone who you may think of it as an affiliate program, but it's really a referral program is Gusto, actually, where you are or even Flowdesk, honestly, I know they call it an affiliate program, but to me, it's a referral program because the biggest difference is there is a incentive on both sides and it's one time. So like you're, hey, I'm using Gusto for my payroll provider. I love using Gusto. You mentioned you need a payroll provider. I wouldn't use anyone else, blah, blah, blah. Here's my link. You get paid. I get paid one time. Flowdesk, you don't get paid. They don't get paid, but they get a huge discount as their kind of like reward for joining. And then you get a one-time referral fee. And think of other referral fees outside of this industry, right? Or programs yeah. like HelloFresh has one. Oh, like totally. you get 50 bucks, that person gets 50 bucks. Peloton has one. If you send your link, they'll get $100 off their order of equipment or whatever. I'm There's so many different things that you guys have seen. Those are strictly referral programs. And, and they, make, they may call it other things, but right. in my mind, a true affiliate program is people who can and want to be affiliated with your product and they're going to market it versus like a Just referral. Just someone asked me for a recommendation of, yeah. of, you know, a meal kit, whatever. Yeah, and I know you can use those interchangeably, but to me, they're very different. I agree. I agree. All of those huge caveats have been going through our heads, honestly, the past four or five years. 
since we started getting asked the question, hey, do you have an affiliate program for this? And for the longest, I think honestly, we did kind of dabble with an affiliate program for our signature program because we're like, okay, well, this is where it would make sense. It would be worth our time and worth their time. But again, I feel like your audience has to be big enough of people who are B2B. And I just don't think like we had that at the time and it wasn't really worth continuing for us to explore. However, when we developed the shop and we put it out and we saw, you know, we I think we decided about eight months in that we were really interested in doing a referral program. We did set up like a beta last year and have like a couple of our, I want to call them peers. I almost said colleagues, but like they don't work with us, but like people who, you know, other business owners who we know who are our friends, like kind of sign up and just test it out and like, let us know like how this would function in a, like a bigger launch kind of sense for us to help you. And we learned a lot. We used that time to figure out what software we're using, what collateral we should provide, kind of just like working out the kinks. And then ultimately decided to kind of take it in a little bit different direction um, but I'm glad we did that groundwork first because I feel like this this that we're eventually launching is honestly going to be so good. <laughs> yeah. So good. Uh, so let's talk about software and structure and all that good stuff. Yeah. So I think the first thing to identify is where are you currently selling your product or service? Because that will dramatically limit what programs make yep. sense to use with this. Now, I've seen people do some like crazy handwork on this kind of thing. Gross. Uh-uh. No, not, not going to be that life. Okay. So I need something that's as automated as possible. Yep. Now, if you're selling a course, which I know a lot of you probably aren't, but if, if that happens to be the model you're in, There are a lot of built-in features to most of the course platforms. So Teachable, Kajabi, like I could keep going. Like most of them have some sort of built-in program and you just need to research the limitations of what the built-in program is. But then you can also use an outside affiliate resource. Now, here's the thing. I think I go against the grain on this for a lot of people are like all for the one, like one product, one built in, it does all the things. I'm so excited that it does all the things. <sighs> Cause there's some people that have like a checkout platform that also does this, 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 you know, they have a course portal that also does checkout that also does landing pages that also no like I if I've learned anything from running this business well it might be a little more expensive having people who specialize and do like a specific task really well ultimately it you're gonna works better do yeah. doesn't take more work like on tech setup side to like get everything to work together yes but once it's there, so much less yeah. headache. And guess what? If there's a bug or the thing is down, your entire business isn't down. Just one aspect of it. And you can fix that piece instead of like the entire checkout website, landing page, sign up process being broken. Mm-hmm. And I've watched some friends have some yep. really crazy things happen to their business because they put too many eggs in the same basket. Yep. Anyway, 
once you know kind of what direction you're going, you know, for us, ultimately it came down to we're selling using a specific software. So we're selling using member space. Love it. We'll keep using it for an indefinite amount of time. Like very happy with where we're at. Um, the first step is just to figure out what already works with the software yeah. you're using to sell. We literally emailed MemberSpace and we were like, we are thinking of starting an affiliate program. Which programs do you guys recommend that you've seen work well with your platform? Because we're not changing MemberSpace, but we can change the affiliate platform. So I think they gave us a list of like three to five different programs, third-party yeah. Softwares. So we looked at all of those. I think got it down to two. I can't remember the name of the other one. I can't remember the name of the other one either. But ultimately, I will be completely honest that a lot of the what it came down to for us was super arbitrary. Like we had two services that looked nearly identical. And if I remember right, the main reason we picked first promoter over one of the other ones was simply that they had more built-in features that we saw for growth. So for instance, it had like a unified dashboard so we could control what our affiliates saw when they logged in, not just their sales, but like access to graphics and other like media kinds of things. Um, But it also had ability to contact our people through the thing, which this sounds like a weird problem to have, but people unsubscribe from all sorts of things all the time and they don't think about the repercussions of it across the board. And so one of the kind of odd struggles we've had, which ultimately has led to us having more than one list, which is like an entirely other episode, (laughs) brought that up. (laughs) Um, Is that like, in the same way that having all your services kind of on the same platform is scary, having all your ways to contact people through the same kind of mechanism can be kind of weird, especially when you're trying to talk to them about something completely different and they don't see it as associated. So what I liked about this is while we don't by any means want it to be another email platform. And that's not what it is. It's not at all what it is. It does have like built-in workflows that will contact your affiliates for you. To me, it's the same thing like Squarespace and Shopify have as a customer when you buy something and you automatically get an email from Shopify or Squarespace that's like, your order's confirmed or your order has shipped or whatever. It's that system. You wouldn't use that system to then send a newsletter email. Like those are not the same things. So these are just like notification emails. Yeah. So this, this has, you know, all the normal stuff of like, you know, you just got another sale or you just got you know, X dollars just got sent to you, blah, blah, blah. But it also has the ability, not so much of a newsletter, but like if you have a special promotion or a launch or whatever, that you could contact just your affiliates through this program. And while I'm sure they can unsubscribe and change their notification settings, it's not associated with your normal email list. And so it's separate. And to me, I didn't even realize how much that would be important to me when we signed up, I think. But like, Having gone through what we've gone through with everything else, I'm really glad that it also includes all the communication. Yeah, same. And so from there, honestly, you know, this is kind of how we handle any new venture, especially when it's a new software. We just 
dive into the to the software and start messing around and just like, what can it do? If we upload this here, what does this look like? Like, can we edit this? Like just getting familiar with the software. Um, I think there's no better way to find out how something works than to have other people actually go through it. And so that's why we really wanted to have people we knew and trusted who like, if it completely looked wrong or went to the wrong place or didn't work that they would just tell us or we could fix it. And so we invited a you know, a couple of our closest biz friends to sign up for it, see if it would work. How's it going to function? What do you need? And I think we just kind of let it marinate for last year. Yeah. And I I think we just didn't quite know when it would make sense to put more time and attention to it, but we wanted to make sure that... Here's the thing I want to know. If we, if we know that the standard conversion rate is 2% for like our audience industry-wide conversion rates, blah, blah, blah. We know kind of all that stuff. We have different percentages within our own business that we've been like been accustomed to expect for different things. What is the percentage of, if you have a hundred affiliates, how many of them are actually going to get you a sale? Hi, I don't know. I would imagine it's quite low. And if you have, if you have a thousand members, how many of them are going to become affiliates? How many of them are going to get a sale? So like, that's what I mean when I want you guys thinking about this stuff where I'm not saying it's not worth it, but like, honestly, you need, I think, pretty big volumes of numbers for you to see the results for it to be worth it. Right. And that's why I think some more um, manual referral programs might be a better plan for a lot of people starting out. Whereas an affiliate makes sense more when you get into volume. I'm not saying it can't work, but trust me, you don't want to pay a monthly service fee if right. you're making less than what you're earning. Right, right. Because this is, it's not free. Even if you make a ton from it, but you only have like five people, three people who are rock stars for you, you could send them a PayPal money. Like you don't need to have a system for that. So you could hack that, I feel like. Yeah, I mean the the tracking, the sale is definitely the hardest piece of the puzzle and yeah. it's going to be completely dependent on where you're ultimately selling. But the, what I liked about First Promoter is at the most basic sense, it's actually connecting to Stripe. So, you know, kind of regardless of where you're selling, if you have a reoccurring payment model, more than likely Stripe is your processor. And so from yeah. from that standpoint, for literally any other cuz PayPal doesn't do recurring. I'm sure there are small ones out there but like yeah, Stripe I think it's a 99.9% <laughs> chance that it's Stripe. Right. So like potentially if you were DIYing something, you could kind of hack the system if you're using Stripe and you could use this the only reason we picked it is that it was already built in and was very easy to connect to our existing software. I don't yeah. like complicated shit. So no. and 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 for the the state of business that we're in now, the stage of business and and our life and everything else we have going on, we we don't want to manually do the things. Like I right. would rather pay more to get more of my time back. Sure than to put my time into it to save money. You guys might be in a different position. We were in that position. I'm in that position with my earring business. So like, it doesn't matter where you're at in your life and business. You can have that 
time versus money mentality for various aspects in your right. life. Right. Right. For sure. So after that, we once we had a couple of our like friends come through and have them say, okay, here's what would be helpful. We did what I feel like is like phase one of collateral. So we offered assets and they're really easy to link in first promoters. So we're talking graphics, logo files, basically everything because we've been affiliates for so many things. Yeah. And there are times when it goes really, really well, where we feel like we are gifted the world and it's so easy for us to promote that thing, talk about that thing, make money from that thing. And there are other times when we're an affiliate and we're like, do I have to pull your logo from your website? Like, what do you want me to do here? I need to like, I need something. And so we wanted, we wanted to be the people going above and beyond and have everything you could ever wish for right in one place. So graphics, logo, uh, swipe copy, description of what the offer even is, the price point, like different audiences of who the product is perfect for, like everything, but set not just like, here's a copy of the sales page, just use this, but like telling our person who's going to be our affiliate, here's what the thing is. So you can begin to understand and talk about it and use some of these words. Yeah. And I think that's the... (laughs) It's easy to get kind of like defensive about it, I think, where, oh my God, am I really going to give someone all the things that I use to promote my product? Yes. Like, but if you want it to work, like you want people to represent you the way you would represent yourself. And so I'm like, give them the ship, like Mm -hmm. everything that's on it. What do you want? Take it all. Because I would rather someone go out and... I know this sounds crazy, but literally copy paste the strategies we're using inside our own business and see success. Yep. Even if it looks like our marketing, like, Mm -hmm. okay, Mm -hmm. then it's consistent. Exactly. Like, I'm not worried about someone ripping me off. Like, if they didn't send me the sale, they don't get they don't get paid for it. Right. They're marketing our thing. They're not using our marketing to market their thing. So exactly. Which is totally different. And I think I think sometimes, especially early on in business, you could get defensive about that. But meh, take it all. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. 
With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. So after that, Well, and kind of during all of that, we had to decide what is our actual program going to be? Like, what's the point that someone, you know, what are they going to get when they are an affiliate, when they sign someone up as they grow? Like, what are the perks? What are the benefits? And at this point, it's really just a numbers game. You have to kind of ask yourself, like, what's super enticing as an affiliate? Because we've, again, been a part of affiliates where we're like, this program is like the reward is phenomenal. Of course, I'm going to talk about it because I love it. And you're going to reward me. And there's been programs where it's like, you don't make it that easy for me to talk about you and you give me like $2. So why would I do that? So we, again, wanted to be the people that were just like, oh, love it here for it. Yes, please. Yeah. And you know, ultimately, when you're running the numbers, and this this may be an interesting thing to say out loud because I think some people might at me about it, <laughs> but I think that it's been really important that uh, we were successful with advertising before yeah, 100%, we started this. One hundred percent, because I think that helped us get our our tone, our language, our marketing collateral. Like it made all of that make more sense, and. It gave us a really great base for when we were looking at cost. What are we willing to pay for a new member? I don't think unless we had run ads, as long as we had run ads and we knew what it costs to bring someone in, what would we be willing to pay for them is really like, I don't think I would have been ready to answer that. A huge part of you understanding what you're willing to pay someone else is you have to know the lifetime value of your customer. It's like, it's required. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And since we launched the shop, the lifetime value of our customer has actually doubled. 
which has been great Mm -hmm. (laughs) because every time we make a sale, that means you know, before it was going to be X, now it's Y and it's almost twice as much. So we can afford to spend more on someone coming in the door. And I've kind of talked about this a little bit when we've done our property reports talking about cash flow and what you're willing to spend. Da, 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 da. But this can be a cash flow thing too, where some people might not be able to support an affiliate program if they don't have the cash flow to back paying their affiliates at the rate they're talking about. Because some people choose to spend a lot of money up front on an affiliate program, kind of like the referral fees we're talking about where you get a bigger chunk. Some people pay more over time. I will say with ours, while it's less up front, the ability for someone to make significantly more long term is there. And so We've been a part of both types of programs and personally have been way more motivated by the second type. Yep. Well, and I don't think we could have made that decision on are we doing a one-time referral fee or a long-term affiliate commission if we hadn't launched the, like had the shop open for a year because we got to see, well, how long are our members staying? So what could an affiliate potentially make? you know, by referring someone from us, if the average member stays this long and it's, it's nice. And so, and then that stacks up, right? So we had to have that time and information to decide, are there going to be enough people who are in as members anyways, to then open up an affiliate? Cause not all of them are going to, it's not going to make sense for everyone. Is it even going to make sense at all? So one thing that we did really early on in the shop is had our members fill out a very quick survey right after they joined to tell us what industry they were in and just a couple of other questions. So we could gauge information on our members because that lets us know what templates to make for you guys and what other resources to make available, how to talk to you guys, all that good stuff. And so when we were kind of circling back on the affiliate conversation, we pulled up that survey again. And I think it's just surprising every time where Abby and I might think, off the top of our head, because these are the industries that are close to our hearts, that like a lot of our people are like designers, photographers, or maybe in the wedding industry. Like I feel like that's what you could say if you like asked me initially. But if you look at our survey and information, it's coaches and VAs. Right. And so the biggest differentiation there is because there's kind of a loose line because almost all of those services that you're talking about, they could work with other businesses, maybe mm-hmm. aside from the wedding industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, but they're also working yeah. with vendors. So yeah. it's whatever. But specifically coaches and VA, they're way more B2B yep. than the other industries you're talking about. Whereas like, okay, for sure, as a designer, I would work with another business, but I'm not like... I don't market in the same way at all. Right. So I think that gave me more of a a go ahead on us pursuing this more like long-term affiliate model versus a one-time referral fee. Because we definitely debated, like, do we pay more up front and have have this be more like a splash in the pan for these people? But when so many of them work with, other people like us, yeah, because that's what it's about. You need to have your people work with your people or how are they going to sell to them, right? It was like, oh, okay, we can pursue it in this regard. 
how it'll work long term, I don't know. But I know. So so you you guys are getting the like initial behind the scenes conversation on how it was built. It's launch it'll be launched by the time you listen to this, but we'll definitely be doing a part two on updating it. But I wanted to let you guys know another thing we did. Uh, we sent out another survey. Surveys are our favorite. Uh, just to shop members. So, okay, the affiliate program is available to shop members. Those are the only feedbacks like we care to listen to, right? We're building it for y'all. So we sent a quick survey to them to ask them some clarifying questions because again, we can get in our heads and say, oh, I bet they're going to need this. I bet they're going to want this resource in their affiliate. I bet they're going to want us to do this for them. Well, let's ask them and see. And so based on their responses, there was some stuff that I was fully prepared to provide that would take a lot of time, a lot of time for us to fulfill. But like a minuscule amount of people said that they would find that helpful. So I was like, sweet. I literally don't have to think about that right now. Then. Right. Right. And that makes a big, big, big difference in rollout. Yeah. Because how much resources you provide definitely changes. It's not that we're not going to provide like there's not going to be lack of marketing materials, right. right? But, you know, it's it's been an interesting being in this position because we have been large affiliate partners for some very successful software companies. And when I say large, I mean like top 20, top 50 affiliates out of tens of thousands of affiliates. Mm -hmm. And I don't say that lightly. So because of that, I know we got preferential treatment. I know we got resources that other people didn't necessarily have access to, but that was because we had results to back it up. So it was worth their time and energy to spend more time and energy on us. Yep. Yep. For sure. And so, you know, thinking about rolling this out, like she alluded to, there might be things that we were kind of accustomed to that yeah. the average affiliate didn't necessarily want. But I think internally, Emily and I said, well, it's not that we're opposed to doing that, but maybe we just wait and see like who rises to the top, who is really shining. And then we reach out to them to offer more. Right. And like for perspective, perspective, guys, this is something, I mean, we're going to launch and I'm super excited about it. The responses we got on the survey of people who were like, I talk about you guys all the time. So this is so amazing. I can't wait to sign up. Like literally I, I know it's going to be effective. It's going to work. It's also not something where I'm like, Oh, we're going to launch it. And it's going to make us six figures the next month. Like no, this is a long-term game for the shop to get the word out to right. reward our members from and thank them from talking about us and to, and to grow it over time. This is this is absolutely not like a huge launch plan for us in the sense of like dollars initially. Yeah, if you guys listen to our like plans for Q1 episode, I will be blatantly honest that I think some of our efforts in regards to previous brand partnership previous and current brand partnerships, as well as SEO efforts. I think on the short term, more than likely, those efforts are going to make us a lot more dollars. And that's why we're putting a lot of time and attention to this. But because we know this is a long-term strategy, and the same way that we looked at blogging as a long-term strategy, it's not that we're going to ignore it. We're going to do the things, we're going to do the work, and it's going to be a lot up front. But... I imagine the real reward for this 
this sounds really kind of makes me want to vomit in my mouth a little bit, but I think it might be a year or two away. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I'm honestly, I'm so glad we're on the same page because it's one of those things where it's just like, okay, everyone knows, right? That like, this is a long-term thing. This isn't like, come July, it's going to just be blown I mean, up. Maybe we have some affiliate that rises to the top right. and does amazing, right. but like, but I'm again, not thinking on that. It's that big data, right? Of Okay. If we have this many members, how many of them are actually going to become an affiliate? And, and this is information we'll share with you as we learn it. But like, I don't know, like, you know, if there's a thousand people, would 20 of them join? I don't know. Like, and would two of them be really good at it? So like, you're, you're talking about really dwindling numbers here. Uh, but another thing I wanted to mention just before I forget, going back to the survey I sent our shop members, if you guys are pursuing something like this, or even if it's for a different idea, but you're wanting to get feedback, don't forget <laughs> to put sections in your survey asking them and letting them like full out answer. So I said like, are there any other ideas that would be helpful for us to share? Do you have thoughts on this? What other ideas do you have for the offer or reward? Or what else could we provide for you here? Blah, blah, blah. And the ideas we got from those suggestions, like two of them were implementing like right off the bat because they're that good. And so ask your people. Right. It's funny you say ask your people because I want to, I know you said this earlier in the episode, but I have to say it again. Your people can tell you anything, but you also have to like run it through this filter of like what makes sense for you, what makes sense for your business. And um, I can't remember. It was someone that's going to like rub some people the wrong way. I don't know if it was Gary Vee, Tony Robbins. I mean, one, one of those, like one one of of those guys, one of those dudes out there, someone was like, yeah, like your people tell you what's next. Like talk to your people. And they're like, like very blatantly. We're like, absolutely not. Like (laughs) not that you shouldn't talk to them, but like, they don't know how you run your business or what makes sense for your business. And some big businesses have run themselves into the ground listening to what they think their people want when they're big fat liars. Now, here's, 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 you don't know what you don't know. Here's an example. Okay. Cause I just think it's, you guys are like, I don't believe you. No. Emily can back me up on this. How many times, how many times, how many times, regardless of what it is, I don't care what it is, a course, a membership, whatever. How many times do people say, I want oh my God. community. I want an ability to like talk to the other people who are in this program. No, here, here's what, here's the thing that really breaks my nerves. Not even the community question. I want accountability. Bitch, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. You I, say I do because you want to be a better person, but you don't. <laughs> well, okay. Oh. I'm only bitter about this now because I listened to yep. y'all for so long, but I'll, I'll tell you what you want. <laughs> what what you want is fast results. What you want is to not have to work very hard. <laughs> what you want no, is it if you're in a group talking to other people about it or not. You just what, want to do it. You want What the- you want is the ability to look at something for five seconds yep. and get value from it. Yep. Here's another example, and I want to show you the tiers on how we chose to ask our audience. Sure. So initially, we're going to send a survey 
letting our audience give their feedback on what the reward for the affiliate program changed was. Changed our mind on that one real quick. Changed our mind real quick. We were going to ask them, do you want something up front? How much would you like it to be? What percent of recurring? Do you want recurring? They don't know any of this information. They don't right? know that. They don't know. It's our job. It is your job to make that high level decision. So once you make that high level decision, you already know I'm creating an affiliate program or I'm creating this product, whatever it is. It's going to be this price. It's going to have this concept. Now I can ask, what else? What? How can I make it better? It's already happening. I've already decided. I know that you need it and it's going to be this price and this is how it's going to work. But how can I make it better? How can I make it work exactly for you? Those are the second tier questions that you can ask your audience, not the permission to create the thing. How much should I charge for this thing? What would you include? It? That's like asking them to make the thing for you. That's not their job. No. Also, just in, in case y'all need a reminder, most most people lie on lie. what they're willing to do. Lie. Oh, yeah. I would pay this much. No, you wouldn't. Then give me the money. So that's why a lot of like the pricing questions are stupid. I have never asked, ever, ever asked someone, how much would you pay for this? Or would you pay X for this? Because anything out of their mouth is a lie. And it's like, there's so much to read into it. If you listen to our running a business intuitively, you heard me talk about how my buying behavior is so different than you know, yeah. Emily's average yeah. buyer in her business. Am I willing to pay that? Sure. Maybe one time on my birthday, like every other year. <laughs> so it's, it's not that I'm not willing to, it's just, I choose to spend my money differently. I have different buying behaviors, blah, 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 blah. So the same thing is true with an affiliate program or anything you're rolling out. Honestly, you could ask people if they want to participate all day long, but until they actually show you that they're going to, and they yeah. like go through the steps and Putting the buy link up or the sign up link up, anything before that is fake news. Fake news. <laughs> I don't know. And I would love to say, oh, you know, on average it's 20% or 50%. Yeah. No, there's no, it's no. could be, it could be anything. Yep. And well, and here here's here's the thing too. Even in <laughs> so for my products, right? When I was launching those tiered containers. Sure. And I had like so much good feedback. I So I had the tiered containers and I had the trays. And I wanted to know, I could already feel the vibe that people were more into the tiered containers than the trays. But I wanted to know, okay, if I put these up on pre-order, I'm going to go ahead and start making some. Are you more likely to get a tiered container or a tray? Like, I, I just wanted to know. So these are people theoretically who are voting, who yes, may not buy in the first time that they're launched. But this is the one they prefer. And when they buy one, this is the one that they're going to get. Hundreds, hundreds of people responded to that poll. Like so many. And if I had taken that as truth, I would have made so many (laughs) tiered box, like so many. I sold like uh, still an amazing amount. Sure. So happy. It's not like I wasn't pleased with that. But the um, I knew the fluff of that poll was so skewed to oh, what yeah. reality would happen just a couple days later. Well, and but I think that's an important kind of lesson to learn about anything. <laughs> it's just that, like, you know, don't take anyone's word on their actions. You need to read their actual actions. 
and see what makes sense from there. But I, I do think in regards to some of the initial feedback, okay, so, you know, you talked about, here's the plethora of things we could offer you and as an affiliate. And, you know, a small number even said they would even want this thing. Well, then what that tells me is if it was that small on this end, then if we had gone through the trouble of making the thing, no one would use it. No one would use it. No one. I mean, not at this stage anyway. No, no. Maybe in five years. So it's not, it's not to say that like, I think we could get our panties in a wad about, oh, well, they said this. And so I'm going to do, you know, you still have to read the room and like learn some things and maybe even start with, you know, 20% of what someone said to you and see if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like I got on a rant that's unrelated. Yeah, we definitely got on some ranty tangents, but that's my favorite. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.